don't wear ties on a regular basis. She planted her feet wide apart and crossed her arms as the Good Samaritan approached with a fluid, ground-eating stride. She guessed he was in his early thirties, and her artist's sensibility quivered with the urge to paint the planes and shadows of a face that was too strong for classic handsomeness, but far more interesting. He had hair like an ancient Greek portrait, thick, dark waves you wanted to bury your fingers in. As he approached, his silver-gray eyes almost glowed in contrast against his olive skin. He would be a perfect model for one of those half-immortal, half-human offspring the Greek gods were always fathering. What were they called? Demigods? His cool, silvery gaze skimmed over her, making her aware of the dirt on the knees of her jeans from her futile attempt to change the tire, and the sweat that glued her white gauze peasant blouse to her shoulder blades. And who knew how crazed her long, curly hair looked after being blown around by the passing vehicles? Got a flat? he said, stopping a few feet away as he shifted his survey to the limp pile of rubber nearly falling off the wheel rim. She shook off her flight of whimsy. That's an understatement, she said. Could you call someone to come fix it? I'd be very grateful. My cell phone died. She could have sworn he sighed. If you have a spare, I'll put it on for you. No sense in paying for a tow if you don't have to. He must have noticed the swaths of rust and multiple dents in her car and concluded she couldn't afford a tow truck, which was true at the moment. She just needed to get to the gallery at Sanctuary and things would improve. She hoped. My lug wrench is somewhere over there, she said, gesturing toward the weeds while a flush of embarrassment crept up her cheeks. I think the nuts have rusted onto the bolts. I couldn't get them to budge, so the wrench seemed useless. She had also been careful not to overexert herself, just as a precaution. The corners of the demigod's mouth twitched slightly, but he said nothing as he squatted down to inspect the wheel. He picked up a rock and scraped at the rust on the lug nuts. She admired the stretch of blue cotton over a pair of distinctly godlike shoulders. Now she wanted to paint him in the nude. You might be right about that, he said, but let me get my wrench and give it a try. As he straightened to his full height, Julia felt a little frisson of nerves. He was a lot bigger than she was, and still a total stranger. Maybe she should get back in her car and hope he didn't realize one lock didn't function. Be right back, he said, walking away before she bolted for the dubious safety of the SUV. It was broad daylight, and plenty of vehicles whizzed past. Someone would notice if he grabbed her and dragged her off into the weeds, wouldn't they? She tightened her grip on her keys as he approached, with a gleaming silver wrench in his hand. What's your name? If worse came to worst, at least she'd know who had killed her. Sorry, ma'am. I should have introduced myself sooner. Paul Taggart. The sudden flash of a smile vaporized her fear as he held out his hand to her. She had made a tactical error. She couldn't tell him her last name. I'm Julia. His handshake was perfect. Firm, warm, and not at all damp. He should be in politics with a smile and a handshake like that. I see. That clear gaze roamed over her face for a long moment before he released her hand and bent to fit the wrench onto one of the lug nuts. The muscles in his shoulders pulled the shirt's fabric and he grunted with effort. But the nut didn't budge. 
He stood and braced his foot on the wrench, throwing his weight onto it. Still, no movement. He turned to her with a shrug of regret as he pulled a slim phone out of his trouser pocket. I'm afraid it's going to take more than human muscle to get this changed. Damn. She was going to have to use her credit card, and then her uncle would be able to find out where she was. She blew out a breath of frustration and examined Paul Taggart closely. His tie held the sheen of fine silk, and his trousers showed the drape of expensive wool. The vehicle parked in front of hers was some sort of sleek, powerful sports car. He looked like a man of substance. She screwed up her courage and did her best to project an air of honesty. Er, I don't suppose you could float me alone for the tow? I swear I'll pay you back. I just need to get to Sanctuary, and it's right up the road. Please? She injected a note of pleading into the last word. He muttered,